Welcome to podcast number 113 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are talking about making decisions. In our last podcast entitled, How to Have Wisdom in Our Decision Making, we discussed a number of things that I believe will be running off of that and into a new area talking today about knowledge. I basically told you in the last podcast that wisdom and knowledge are great gifts from God and that we should ask for wisdom and knowledge from the Lord because wisdom comes from our quality experiences combined with gained knowledge. So we got to understand the difference between the two. Knowledge comes from our education, our training, our skills, and practical understanding of something. So we need both of these. We need both wisdom and knowledge because they're needed to experience what God desires for us. So before we get into today's podcast, let's pray and ask for his guidance and direction. I don't think I've been more excited about a podcast than this particular one because I believe the Lord is going to do something very special to those who are listening in. Father, I thank you for the opportunity we have to bring this message. I pray that you would bless it and anoint. And now I invite the Holy Spirit to take over, to take charge. I've prepared notes. I have scriptures. I have things lined up that I feel that I should share and talk about. But more than anything else, I need the guidance and the direction of the Holy Spirit to lead me into areas, Father, that will bless those who are listening in. I pray for your anointing now that it would come down and touch my heart and my mind. And then I believe, Lord, that when those words go forth, that they'll make an impact and a difference on the lives of those who are listening in. Thank you for this opportunity. We'll be careful now to give you all praise and glory as we learn something greater from you today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As I mentioned before, today's episode, number 113, we're going to talk about how to gain secular and spiritual knowledge. We're going to talk about the importance of understanding that. You need, we need to understand and to examine the two types of knowledge that are available to us. The first is called secular knowledge. Now, secular knowledge are those things that maybe we learned in school, maybe those things we learned in reading a book or reading the newspaper or watching the news or whatever. It's some kind of knowledge that we pick up from something that the world has to offer. Not all that's bad. Of course, not all of it's good either. But the second type of knowledge is comprised of spiritual knowledge. And I'll be talking about that in the latter half of today's podcast. Now, both of these are necessary in our life. So let me explain the difference between the two. You see, God's Word tells us to grow in our wisdom and knowledge of Him. The Bible explains the benefits of growing in knowledge and wisdom. So now prepare yourself to receive greater wisdom and greater knowledge as we get into this teaching today. I believe it's going to happen. As I first deal with the area of secular knowledge, now please don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about legalisms. I'm not talking about the world and what advice it has to give us. Not at all. But there's things that we've learned just by going to a regular school. School, whether you went to a Christian school or you didn't go to a Christian school, wherever you went and you learned things, you were taught how to read. You were taught how to write. You were taught how to do mathematics. You understood some of the basic things of science. You understood the importance of getting up in the morning and getting dressed and getting ready. You learned personal hygiene. All these things are things that we've learned and they're, they're taught to us to benefit us so that we can learn the basic knowledges of, of life and living. You know, when I talk about gaining knowledge outside of the spiritual realm that we learn in the Word of God and that we learn from praying and seeking direction and guidance from the Holy Spirit, we need to understand how to pop, how to budget properly. And the Bible teaches that, but we can also gain that knowledge by maybe going to a class and learning how to budget and how to prepare our finances and how to save and how to invest for our future. And our those are things that we can all learn. Now, we obviously need to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction because really all knowledge that's worth anything is spiritual knowledge. But then again, there are some basic things that we learned before we became a Christian. Now, we don't forget all that stuff just because we become a believer. We use those things 
things and then we profit or benefit from those things in our daily living. There's something about knowledge that that I refer to a lot in my teachings because I've taught a lot on business and finance and investing and talking about how to retire and how to get yourself in a position to be out of debt and how to organize your finances in such a way that you don't run out of money before you run out of the end of the month and all those types of things. There's something that I call due diligence. Now that's just plain teaching on knowledge. Due diligence is a process of examination or reviewing things before you make a decision. Let me give an example. A lot of people will have to shop for cars. Sometimes many times during your life you'll be shopping for a different automobile. When you're a teenager and you're young you just want something fun and sporty and something you can have a lot of fun with and maybe you get some crazy wild color, bright color, But as you get older and maybe get married and you have some children, now all of a sudden that sports car doesn't work. And your spouse maybe doesn't want to have that color car, that type of car. So you go out looking for more of a family car, maybe a a little minivan or you get a four-door sedan or you get a SUV. Those are all things that we need. Now, you need to make decisions and you need to gain knowledge in order to make those right decisions. I call that due diligence. Due diligence is the process of gaining knowledge through inspection and through searching and finding out the best thing to do. There's a process that's involved. A lot of people will go out to buy a car and they'll think, well, I want a SUV or I want to spend a certain amount of money and my payment has to be a certain amount. Then you're all prepared. Then you go to the dealership and you walk through the floor of the dealership, the showroom they call it, and you see these incredible gorgeous cars that are just over the top and they're like two and three times more than what you wanted to spend. Then the salesman comes over and he tells you, well, you can have that car for so much a month and he tries to sell you and many times they oversell us and we wind up walking out of there. We plan to buy a $25,000 car, but the next thing you know, we're driving out in a $45,000 car because he figured out a way to give us a payment that was close to what we wanted to spend. You see, if we make that decision right then and then leave that dealership with that car and that higher expense and that higher payment, we didn't do any due diligence. We didn't use any knowledge. We didn't examine all the questions that we need to examine. Due diligence, our process of gaining knowledge, is where we ask questions and we find out what the gas mileage is and what the resale value of the car is going to be. And is there anything else there that would meet the needs that I have and not have to spend as much money? Should we consider buying, say, a used car rather than a new car? Let me just give you a little knowledge or advice on that. In my experience and years of helping people with their budgets and finances and the 20 years that I spent in the world of banking, I've discovered that those people who buy used cars two or three years old are generally happier and they certainly spend a whole lot less money than those that go out and get a new car every couple of years. There's a book that I read many years ago that talked about wealthy people and the way they make decisions in spending money. It talked about a doctor who was making $700,000 a year, but he had to have a fancy new car every year. He had to spend a lot of money on clothes and he he just made decisions very quickly. He didn't spend any time learning about them, learning, getting knowledge and understanding what he was buying. Then there's another doctor who was making about the same amount of money, but he was very wise in in gaining wisdom and gaining understanding and gaining knowledge about the decision that he was going to make. And this guy would buy a three-year-old car every three years. And by doing that, he saved a ton of money. 
body. It goes on to explain in that book that these two doctors, when they were nearing retirement, the one that didn't have any knowledge or gain knowledge or did due diligence in making good decisions, had a net worth of about seven or eight hundred thousand dollars, where the other man had a net worth of some seven million dollars. So with that in mind, there's a process of due diligence to make good decisions, to evaluate things, and we gain knowledge. We need to gain in our knowledge and our understanding before we make decisions. And I'm just talking about good old everyday practical living. Now, as a believer, we shouldn't make any decisions without prayer. We shouldn't make any decisions without counsel. We shouldn't make any decisions without understanding what the Word of God has to say about borrowing money and lending money and spending the money that we have and on tithing and giving to the church and being a generous person and all those types of things. These are things that we need to learn. When it comes to the area of gaining knowledge, you might run into buying a house. And there's a lot of people that buy houses and then they regret it a year or two later. They're, they didn't they didn't do their due diligence. I'm sorry to keep using that phrase, but it's a very important one to understand to gain knowledge, and especially in financial decisions. And they would go out and buy a house. And next thing you know, a, a month later, they discovered that the house wasn't exactly what they needed. They'd spent a certain amount of money and they didn't get what they were looking for. They spent too much money or it's in a bad location or the taxes were too high or they go out and buy a swimming pool and don't think about the cost to maintain the pool after you buy it. You see, it's one thing to buy a house. It's another thing to buy it and maintain it. It's one thing to buy a car and it's another thing to make the payments and have the wisdom and the knowledge and the background to know that you can afford those payments. It's one thing to buy a swimming pool, but then it's another thing to understand the cost of maintaining that pool and preparing that thing for usage in your home. So these are all things that we learn through good old practical everyday knowledge. We go to school, we learn the basics, we talk to our parents, we talk to friends, and we learn the decisions that they've made. We we learn or we gain knowledge from people's mistakes. We gain knowledge from our own mistakes. That's why sometimes making a mistake is not all that bad. There are times in my life when I would make a decision to do something and then realize that was not a good decision. I didn't take the time to understand and get the knowledge I needed to make a decision. And I basically suffered from it and maybe lost money. Like when I would buy a lot and put a house on it, but I didn't do enough research. And so I wasn't very wise in my making my decision. You see, there's a process of understanding what you're going to do. And we can't have wisdom in something if we haven't gone through a process of understanding and knowledge and getting the knowledge that we need. It's important. They, they go together. That's why through the Word of God, we see scripture after scripture after scripture that talks about how to gain wisdom and knowledge. They go together. It's like bread and butter. They go together. It's like a husband and wife. They go together. Those are things that go together and wisdom and knowledge must be put together at the same time. And you see, if we have just all knowledge and no wisdom, then we might know about something, but we won't know how to deal with it or how to handle it. That's why the two do work together. So with that, I'm going to move on now and talk about this topic, A very the most important part of this discussion on knowledge is spiritual knowledge. So let me get the Word of God out and let's take a look at what the Word of God has to say about spiritual knowledge. Let's look at Ephesians chapter number one and we'll start, let's start at verse 15 because there's a few scriptures we need to read to understand what the Apostle Paul's talking about here. This is entitled, this particular teaching is entitled, Paul's Prayer for Spiritual Wisdom and Knowledge. So with that, let me read first chapter of Ephesians in the New Living Translation, starting at verse 15. Ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for God's people everywhere, Paul is talking to the people 
of Ephesus to the Ephesians. Verse 16, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Verse 17, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you your spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Wow. Let's look at verse 18. It's getting just getting better and better. Pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. We learn a lot just right there. Just simply from that scripture, we learn a lot about God's wisdom and knowledge and how he wants us to gain in our wisdom and knowledge. It says here in, that we should have insight so that our we might grow in our knowledge of God. Let me ask you a question. Are you growing in your knowledge of God? Now, that's a question you might say yes or no very quickly, but let's talk about it for a second. To gain knowledge of God, we grow through a number of ways. One is that we must pray. We must ask God to guide us and direct us, and we must pray that the Lord will help us find a time every day to pray and a time to read at least some part of his word, some portion of his word to grow. In my own particular case, I've been for many years now using a daily devotion to help me out on the day. It's something I read usually very early in the morning. It has scriptures that tells me some things or some direction or guidance that I should get. And it also gives me interpretation of what those scriptures are and understanding of what those scriptures mean through a daily devotion. I've, I've read those devotions or the one I'm in right now is written by Billy Graham. And of course, you don't get much better than Billy Graham when it comes to understanding the Word of God. But when I read that and I get those things, I get, I get a spark in my heart. I get something that gives me some direction for that particular day. That's called growth. That's called growth in our knowledge of God. And, you know, I've been a Christian now for a long, long time. I hate to even mention it, but I've been a Christian for 50 years. That's a long time to some of you. Most of you are not even half that age. But if, if you understand that we should grow constantly in our walk with God, constantly in our relationship with the Lord, we should grow in our knowledge of God. And when we grow in our knowledge of God, we will grow in our spiritual wisdom. We'll have a better understanding. We'll, we'll be able to identify something that is is right or wrong with life, something that's moral or something that's immoral. We'll be able to identify with someone, whether they even know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior or not. We'll be able to relate to people who are believers and, and have a connection with them, a common bond, because that bond comes in our relationship with Christ. We become part of the body of Christ, and therefore we start to talk to that person and find out about their growth in the Lord. You see, it's one thing to become a Christian. That's the most important thing that can happen in our life, is to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And if you've not done that, let me just very quickly just say, all you got to do is just simply say, Father, the Bible tells me that all I got to do is ask Jesus to forgive me and he will. So Lord, I I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I re repent of those sins and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And just say that I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that he suffered and that he died, but he was resurrected. And through his resurrection, I have been promised eternal life with him. So I receive Jesus Christ this day as my Lord and my Savior. If you said that with a true heart, with a pure heart, Jesus Christ has come into your life. That's something in knowledge that I gain by reading the word of God. That's wisdom that I gain through understanding the right time and the right moment to express that to you. Now, some people out there say, well, I've prayed that before. I'm already a Christian, so it didn't apply to me. But that's okay. It may help you and understand that that's something you should be prepared to do is to give people an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, as their Lord and Savior. You see, we can become a Christian, and that's the greatest thing, like I said earlier, that we can ever do. But then we need to learn how to grow. And we grow by prayer, by reading the Word of God, by attending a good church that's preaching the truth in the Word of God, by being around other Christians. 
You see, the Word of God tells us that. It gives us a plan for our life. So the goal is to gain wisdom, but first we've got to get knowledge and understanding. We get knowledge in the Word of God, then the Holy Spirit reveals wisdom in how to act and how to react in certain situations and how to deal with situations in our life. Let's go on to another scripture right now. Here we have the Apostle Paul once again speaking as he wrote to the Colossians um, in chapter number one in verse nine. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. The Apostle Paul wrote these words. Verse nine, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his word and will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, I better go on because Paul's saying why he made that statement in verse 10. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So we can gain knowledge by reading his word. We learn a story about Jesus. We learn something about, through the word of God, about a story about those who gave and how they were blessed, or those who held back and we're not blessed are those who would witness of their faith and those who would not witness. We learn about how certain people had faith and others didn't have any faith. They lacked faith. That's knowledge that we gain. Then through that knowledge, we gain wisdom to know how to explain that to other people in the proper way led by the Holy Spirit to explain the scripture to them so that they'll receive a closer walk with God or they'll receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So through this teaching, Paul is telling us it's really a great scripture dealing with what my topic is today. Paul is saying they've not stopped praying for you. So there's wisdom knowing that he needs to pray. And But he learned how to pray by, by reading the old scriptures, the Old Testament, the word, the law. And then he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to learn so that he had the wisdom to be able to write what he learned, the wisdom that he gained in the Bible that we read and study from today. And that can happen to each and every one of us. Paul goes on to say in verse 10, it's so great. Then the, the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. That's that's just wisdom that he's speaking out. But he learned that wisdom through his experiences, through his time with the Lord, the time with the Holy Spirit, and his understanding of what Jesus had done when he came here on earth. It says, all the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We've got to be growing in what we understand more about the Lord. Today, sometimes when I talk to Christians, I'll ask them, I'll say, well, how long have you been a follower, a believer in Jesus Christ? And they'll say, well, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was eight in the church, and I got baptized, and that's about it. Do you go to a Bible study? No. Do you read your word, your Bible every day? And you'd be surprised the number of people that tell me, no, they don't read it at all. The only scriptures they ever hear are the scriptures that they hear in church. So they don't they don't read the Bible. And I asked him, I said, well, do you understand, you know, the life that you should be living and, and why you feel a certain way and how you can feel better? And I'll say, no, that's why I'm here to see you because I don't understand why I'm upset all the time or I'm angry all the time or I can't seem to forgive. They haven't taken the time to gain understanding and knowledge so that they would have the wisdom to know exactly how to apply that knowledge to their life. So many Christians become Christians, and that's wonderful, but they don't grow. They don't increase in their faith. They don't increase in their knowledge and understanding of the Word of God. I was counseling a man the other day. Matter of fact, he's a doctor, and he said, you know, I just don't understand the Bible. And I said, well, that's interesting because you're a studier. You're a person who reads. You're an intellectual person. He said, well, yeah, I kind of had to be in order to become a doctor. And I said, well, when you first read 
all those medical reports and read all that stuff you needed to learn and memorize and get the knowledge that you needed, were you, was it clear to you? Was it very clear in understanding? And he said, well, no. I said, so you had to read it many times over and over again or get someone to, to help you understand what they were talking about. He said, well, yeah. I said, the Bible's the same way. You pick up the Bible and you read it and many times you won't understand it immediately. Now, the Holy Spirit can help us to understand what we're reading, but sometimes you pick up some of the stuff in the Old Testament or some of the Proverbs or some of the, the Psalms that we read about and they don't quite stand out as clearly as they you'd like them to be. So then we need to go back and read it more and get more training in it and get more teaching in it and go to a Bible class and uh, maybe join a small group at your church where they're teaching the Bible and explaining the Bible. See, learning and gaining knowledge so that we can have wisdom to help other people doesn't come overnight. And that doctor didn't become a doctor overnight. It took him years and years and years of study and preparation to where he gets to the point that he can actually be certified as a doctor to perform whatever his specialty is. Well, we Christians then have to gain knowledge, just like he did, to understand what the Word of God says and how to apply that Word to our life and to help other people apply that Word to their life. So spiritual prosperity will only come if we seek it. It isn't just going to through osmosis or something or some crazy process just jump into our mind and our heart. We need to gain knowledge because we pursue knowledge and we gain wisdom as we seek it out through God's Word. So let's go to another scripture now and see what we can gain from that. There's a couple passages found in Second Peter in the New Living Translation. I'm going to read you in chapter 1 starting at verse number, let's start at 3. It's called growing in faith. You see, growing is a process of gaining knowledge and that knowledge then will lead for us to have have wisdom to be able to help other people. So I'm going to read in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. Reading in the New Living Translation, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. That means God's given us all the knowledge that we need. We have received all of this by coming to know him, okay, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Verse 4, and because of his glory and, ex and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. One of those promises is wisdom. Another one of those promises is knowledge. It says here, these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Verse 5, this is the, the meat of what I want to read here in Second Peter. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. That means to gain knowledge, right? Supplement your faith, that's gaining knowledge, with a generous provision of moral excellence, okay, that's knowledge, and moral excellence with knowledge, the two together. Then it says, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Then it says in verse 8, See, once you gained all that knowledge, you understand it. It's being taught to you. Now you're getting it. You're receiving it. It's getting in your spirits, getting in your soul. It's become a part of your everyday activities. It says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It says, but those who fail to develop, that means to gain knowledge, in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. You see, and it goes on to tell us to work hard, to learn, and to prove ourselves and gain knowledge of God. And as we gain that knowledge, it will then build us up to be able to have the wisdom to share that knowledge with someone else. Wisdom, to me, is greater than knowledge. But then again, you can't have wisdom if you didn't gain some knowledge at the beginning. So knowledge is there. It's a foundation to help us grow in our walk with God, in our understanding with the Word of God, our understanding.
understanding what God's promises are and how to live the right life and to help others. Wisdom is to know how to share it and when to share it and who to share it with and having that leading and that guiding. That wisdom is given to us many times by the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has all the wisdom and knowledge in the Word of God because the Holy Spirit is God. It's Jesus. You see, because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all one God. We serve one God in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They come together to give us the teaching that we need, the knowledge that we need, then later help us to understand how to use that and how to have that apply to wisdom in our life to be of great help and great understanding. If you're really lacking wisdom, but you got a lot of knowledge, then go to the Holy Spirit and ask for Him to guide you and direct you to help get that instruction. You know, I've not done a podcast yet that I haven't started off by saying, Holy Spirit, Spirit, I yield to you. I ask for your guidance and your leading. You see, because I want to have the wisdom to know how to present to you the knowledge that God has given me in this teaching. So we never stop growing. I've been a Christian now for, quite frankly, for 50 years. And in that period of time, I just know that there's so little that I feel that I know about God and who He is. But I'm going to gain some every day. I know that if I gain some knowledge every day, then that will help me to have wise decisions and make wise decisions, wise decisions when it comes to my walk with God. So I hope that today that you receive something from this. I'm telling you, if you'll just get this into your heart, into your soul, into your spirit, receive it and and get into the Word of God and take these scriptures I've given you. As a quick reminder, it was Ephesians 1.17, Colossians 1.9, and 2 Peter 1 through basically verse 10. There's a couple other scriptures I could leave, but I've kind of run out of time right now. So I'm just going to pray that the Holy Spirit will help you to take this teaching and help you to make great decisions. Because remember what I said in this, in the first part of the series on decision making, we've gonna, we're going to be required to make decisions every day. We want to have the knowledge to know how to make those decisions. And we want the wisdom to know when to make those decisions and, and knowing and understanding what those decisions will do to our life, how will impact our life and impact the lives of others. So let me close in prayer. Father, again, I thank you for this teaching. Thank you for those who've listened in today. And I pray that you'd help all of us, Father, to grow in wisdom and understanding, Father, in gaining knowledge and understanding of your word, God, that you will bless us and help us, Father, to make great decisions, Lord, that we'll make decisions based upon knowledge and the wisdom that you've given us, Father, in your word. I thank you for it now. I pray that we'll all grow in it. And Lord, I pray for those who are maybe struggling with past decisions that they've made that didn't turn out very well, Lord, that they'll be set free of those, that they won't condemn themselves, Father, for making a bad decision, Lord, because we've all made them, but Lord, that they'll grow from them. There's an old saying, Lord, and I got to repeat it, and that is we don't have a testimony of God's goodness unless we've had a test of probably something that we made a mistake on. And so with that, I pray blessing on all those who listened in, and I pray, Lord, that you'll prepare us for this next teaching coming up as we continue to talk about, Father, making great decisions, and Lord, that you'll be honored in all of it. I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, with that, as I've come to an end of this teaching, I want to encourage you to subscribe to my podcast. You can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And the reason I want you to subscribe to them is because you'll be able to 
see all the teachings that I've done. This is the 113th one. To some people, that's not very many, but to me, I've done all that in one year. And so it's been a busy year. And I know that there's teachings in there about understanding how to deal with prosperity, about spiritual prosperity and financial prosperity. There's teaching on faith. There's teaching on budgeting. There's teaching on finances and all those things, Father, I guess will help us, Lord. I just know it'll help us, Father, in living the quality Christian life that we want to live, that we need to live. And that's what the name of this podcast is all about. So I pray that they would be blessed by it. And if you'd like to see more of my teachings or writings on these topics, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And on my webpage, you'll be able to see references to a number of books that I've written. There's one there entitled, Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. It's a step-by-step approach on how to be free of debt and how to be able to have the opportunity to give in the way that you choose to give, to be a tither, to be a person who's not held back by the bondage of debt. And I know that it'll be a blessing to you. There's another book I've written entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me? And it's designed to help us understand if we're generous, there are great blessings that come upon us. I'm not saying that you give so you can get something, but what I'm saying is that God promised us that if we give, we will receive back. It may not be money for money, but when we give of what we have, It'll come back to us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I believe that. And that book is based on that. There's another book that I've written that I taught on here recently. It's on faith. And it's entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. Now, that teaching, that book, is designed to help us understand the concept that Paul talked about in the blessing that God gave Abraham when him and Sarah didn't have any children. But yet he said, you'll be the father, the parents of many nations. And through that, Abraham had to wonder and Sarah had to wonder, how can we possibly be the parents? We're really old. We can't have children. But God brought something from nothing. And God called something that was not as though that it was. And that's what the premise of that whole book on faith is. So I hope it'll be a blessing to you. And I hope that maybe you might pick that up. So I just want to thank you again for listening in today to tuning into this podcast. And I pray that you'll be blessed by it. In the next session that I'm going to cover... It'll have to do with how to make great financial decisions. Now, I know a lot of people were waiting for that one. I know when I talk about finances, it seems like my number of podcasts increase and we have incredible increase in people listening for help and guidance on finances and I believe that's fine and it's something that we all need to do but I'm going to be addressing the topic of how to make great decisions in our finances and I believe that if you'll tune into that one it'll be podcast number 114. You might want to call your friends or relatives and those people that you know that need to have some instructions on making good financial decisions. That could turn into a couple of weeks at least of podcast teaching because there's so much to cover in that area of making good financial decisions. So I hope that that'll be a blessing to you. So I'll just look forward to you tuning in to the upcoming sessions. So I'm going to wrap up this now by just simply making these statements to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until I meet you next time at my next episode on finances, I'm going to just ask the Lord to bless you. And may God richly bless you and prosper you in all that you do.